Once again, the youth have let their voices be heard, and this time, it's about climate change. Hi, We The People listeners. My name is Maddie Stevens. And I'm Anbi Banga. And this is We The People, politics for those who can't vote. activism has been dramatically increasing. Teenagers who are not yet old enough to vote have found other platforms to make their voices heard. Whether it is participating in a march or contacting local legislators, teenagers are determined to make a difference. So that brings us to Zero Hour, a movement led by teenagers wanting to take action around climate change. According to their website, the mission of the Zero Hour movement is to center the voices of diverse youth in the conversation around climate and environmental justice. To learn more about this movement, we interviewed Elsa Mengistu, a member of Zero Hour. Hi, my name is Elsa Mengistu. I am the Partnerships Director at Zero Hour. I'm also on the Advocacy and Volunteer Outreach slash Intake team. Um, I kind of help out with whatever is needed any um, work that we do with external organizations for any event or collaboration. On July 21st, Zero Hour organized a youth climate march on the National Mall in Washington, DC. In addition to organizing their own events, Zero Hour members attend various marches all over the country. We do have Zero Hour representatives in San Francisco that are going. Um, Will Mattery, he is on the finance team. He will be actually giving a speech at the open mic at the rally that's gonna be happening. Um, Nadia Nazar, she is our associate director and art director. She is also out there. Our social media, our social media director, Emily Villa, she's also out in San Francisco. And in DC, Ellery Grime, Grim, she is our um, director of communications and PR. She is going to be speaking in Baltimore and then we kind of have people on the team going to rise events throughout the country um, as they see fit. So yeah, we're very involved. Um, Rise is something that like we support and that so we're very excited to be involved with that. Very, um, very recent into, not recent, but very close into the future at same week as Rise. Um, we will be having some people attend GCAS, the Global Climate Action Summit being hosted in California. I will be attending, Jamie Margolin will be attending, and so will Ariel Cohen. Zero Hour also just wrapped up their town hall takeover. Right now we are just wrapping up our town hall takeovers where we urge young people to go to town halls and hold their congressional representatives accountable and ask them on camera to take the, the no fossil fuel money pledge. You may be wondering what the No Fossil Fuel Money Pledge is. According to nofossilfuelmoney.org, the pledge says to not take contributions from the oil, gas, and coal industry 
and instead prioritize the health of our families, climate, and democracy over fossil fuel industry products. Zero Hour is planning on focusing more on the educational aspect of climate awareness. We're looking at um, education, um, going into local middle schools and elementary schools, community centers, and talking about the importance of um, climate justice and what, what really is climate change and how have we gotten to this far and what can we do at this point and any other connecting issues. Um, we may also be going, um, a lot of us, some things that we do is like going to different events and speaking and bringing a youth, a diverse youth um, point of view and focus and bringing that out on the topics that are being discussed or um, collaborating with different organizations. Um, so whatever we do, um, it has like an advocacy push behind it. Throughout all of Zero Hour's actions, they want to make sure that one message rings through. Our goal is to change the narrative of climate change and to highlight the different, um, the diversities and the different inequities in the climate movement. Um, so whatever we do specifically, I know it will be tailored for that message. To keep people engaged and invested in their mission, Zero Hour relies heavily on social media. Social media is powerful. It is one of our most powerful tools that we have in this day and age. And through that, we are able to connect with um, over 10,000 people, nearly 15,000 people. And we are like, we're working on several different social media campaigns, whether it be highlighting different ish environmental issues that are happening globally, whether it's highlighting frontline youth or whether it's highlighting um, um, other social justice issues and how those interconnect and tie into the just the climate justice movement. Um, that is like one avenue of how we're like going to continue building our on our momentum to keep people engaged is I think to keep doing what we're doing. The reason people are paying attention to what we have to say is because what we're saying what we have to say truthfully and boldly. Um, so I think as long as we continue on that message, we can and we will build on the momentum that we have been building. Although social media helps zero hour in reaching people and getting them involved, they do face challenges in spreading their mission when trying to reach people from different backgrounds and with different beliefs. Um, and so like the hardest thing for me as like an activist in general, but also an environmental activist, is the lack of awareness when it comes to not even the lack of awareness, the lack of motivation to accept facts as it is. Um, it is a fact, it is proven that climate change is man-made, um, or not man-made, but it is man-influenced and induced at the current rate that it is going right now. And me, like I was never like a sciencey person. I never sat down and really understood, not understood, but I never sat down and read like scientific journals and peer reviewed journals or article after article after article on climate change or scientific issues. Like I, I understood from a point of view, of, this is real, it's happening because of now, like I, it wasn't something that had to be proven to me over and over again. Um, and the biggest struggle for me and for a lot of people is like, why can't people just accept what is common sense or what should be common sense? The whole reason we're still fighting for this is because there are so many people that think climate change is a hoax or they're not willing to accept general common, at least what should be common information. And it creates like a lack of ignorance that like 
that like just holds us back and that I like I think that's like the biggest like that's the biggest stumbling block of not the biggest but one of the largest stumbling blocks like regarding the climate issue so like for me personally that's like a big concern I have. Despite these problems, Zero Hour believes that people can learn more about climate change by being aware of what is going on around them. The internet is like, it's a tool. Like, you can't live in this world if you're not on the internet. So just look, just read about what's happening. See, like, what's happening around you. Like, what is impacting your community? How can, like, what can you, you have the tools to find out. You have the tools to find the answers. Um, currently, we have Kavanaugh that's been, that has been appointed by Trump to be the next Supreme Court justice. That is a huge deal, not regarding, regarding everything, including climate justice. And like for that, all you have to do is call your senators, tweet your senators, fax your senators. And that's something you can do for not even just the Kavanaugh hearing, but for any issues that you wanna be involved with regarding climate change or go to a protest, attend a local organization's meeting that focuses on climate change and the environment. Like, there is a plethora of things you can do within your community or set up a day to clean up your local ocean or your community um, parks and stuff like that. Um, there's, I don't know, I just feel like there's so much we can do as individuals. You can get involved. I got involved with Zero Hour by messaging them on Facebook. Um, so yeah, I just think, whatever you want to do like an activism isn't doesn't have to be relegated just to organizing a march or being the, or writing speeches like a lot of the work is behind the scenes what can like talk to your family members talk to your friends like tell them let them know like what's happening like the world around us is slowly destroy is being just like it's it's like dying um and so just like create a set of awareness not just for yourself and for everybody else and then the work kind of follows that. We hope you are inspired by Zero Hour's work to fight climate change and take action in your community on the climate issues facing us today. Along with This Is Zero Hour, youth-led groups across the globe have also fought for climate justice. I got the pleasure to speak to Sylvania, the chair of the Youth Progressive Policy Group in New York City. And sorry for the background noise, we're at the People's Climate March. Yeah, so we're part of the Youth Progressive Policy Group. I'm the chair, um, and what we do is we do political advocacy, which means we take groups of teenagers. Um, we're run entirely by high school students, and we go to Albany, and we go to the New York State Capitol, and we meet with representatives, and we try and get bills passed. So we started it with this bill called the Young Voter Act, which uh, focuses on youth civic engagement. It lowers the voting age to 17. We co-wrote it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we co-wrote it with an assembly member, um, and we lobbied for it. And it does three things. It does lowering the voting age to 17. It allows um, high school students who are eligible to register to vote within uh, high school. And um, it mandates civics education for high school students. So uh, those are like our three main goals. But since then, we're branching out to look at what else uh, young people believe in and what else young people can do to get involved and help our community and our world. Um, and so we're focusing on the Climate and Community Protection Act. And that's super important because it really starts New York City on this path, New York State on this path to renewable energy and to a clean future. And that's really what we're trying to do here. On another note, the Global Action Climate Summit is taking place this week in San Francisco. Organized by California Governor Jerry Brown, 
The summit is the first time a state has sponsored an event which supports the Paris Climate Agreement, which the U.S. recently decided to drop out of. Attendees of the summit will be discussing what can be done to reduce carbon emissions globally and locally. Although the summit is not open to the general public, hundreds of affiliate events sponsored by environmental groups are taking place all over the San Francisco Bay Area. In addition to sponsoring the Global Action Climate Summit, on Monday, September 10th, Governor Brown signed SB 100, a state bill committing California to being 100% carbon neutral by the year 2045. This makes California the second state to commit to something like this, the first being Hawaii. These actions really show that California is a front runner in the U.S. in terms of clean energy. This episode of We the People was hosted by me, Anvi Banga, and Maddie Stevens. It was recorded and produced by Anvi Banga and Maddie Stevens, and edited by Maddie Stevens. Our theme music is from the mysterious and wonderful Breakmaster Cylinder. Our cover art and logo was designed by Sarah Edelstein. Thanks to Sabana and Elsa for joining us. And, as always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time on We the People.